G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 with Neil Johnson on Vision. Uh, We'll have a shortened conversation, but I think it'll be worthwhile. Our conversation today might go hand in hand with a visit to the Vision Facebook page. There is a link there to preview the latest edition of Christian History magazine. Now, you'll know that the history of the Christian church spans 2,000 years. But predating our modern cameras, the Christian church has preserved paintings, wall inscriptions, signs and symbols in places like underground tunnels in the catacombs, fragments of manuscripts, archaeological finds, sculptures, coins, architecture and portraits. The Christian History Institute in the United States has used its 40th anniversary edition to cover Christian history in images with a timeline of the Christian church to the present day. It's a collection of images captured in an expanded print format, a 100-page visual tour through two millennia of church history. You'll find that link to the preview on the Vision Facebook page. Michael Austin is a Christian commentator, a communications consultant. He's the national spokesperson for the Christian History Institute and is joining us from New York in the U.S. Hello, Michael. Welcome along to 2020. Hello, Neil, and thank you very much for that extraordinary introduction into our subject. You've covered... um, so much of the importance of uh, this particular issue, which is celebrating the 40th anniversary of the uh, of the magazine itself, and um, uh, obviously you've got a a ear and an eye for history, which is so important today. Because sadly, um, as the famous quote warns, uh, if we're not aware of history, we're doomed to repeat its mistakes. And boy, are we doing that today! So, history, I'm so um, delighted to be with you tonight uh, with someone who um, knows something about uh, history and has an appreciation for it. Well, let's talk, I mean, 2,000 years of history, it's too much to fit into a very short segment that we're having now, but perhaps the thought that we might talk about the Christian History magazine, because listeners might want to get a hold of this timeline, these images, a very brief history of what's happened with your magazine, because a 40th anniversary means you've been around a little while now, Michael. Yes, indeed. It's rare, actually, for a magazine to to last that long, but uh, the faith itself has lasted for 2,000 years, and that's very encouraging. Um, you know, the uh, let, me, let me start by saying that this magazine is fully available to your uh, listeners on the website christianhistorymagazine.org, and of course that's a U.S. Um, website, but they can go to that website and actually read uh, with, with the, um, uh, the, the, the benefit of an electronic reader that's 
right on the front page of that uh, website. All of the uh, 144 issues now are are there uh, for their enjoyment. Um, and uh, it, it's as easy as going on that website, uh, taking a look. There's also a great search engine on that site so that one can follow uh, one's uh, favorite interest or, or character or denomination or whatever aspect of the Christian faith and the history over the last 2,000 years uh, is of interest. You can search that topic and get um, you know a, a long list of references because uh, what what's interesting is that this magazine it's a quarterly meaning it comes out four times a year and uh, each issue itself focuses on only one subject at a time and so you get a very thorough treatment of whatever that subject is going to be and by the way I might mention that the most popular individual in uh, Christian history is Martin Luther, which you you might yeah. um, uh, think that that is uh, uh, you know logical because he of course was uh, is credited with um, much of the Reformation um, in the 15th and 16th centuries that changed everything. Reformation changed the um, the faith, the, the history of the faith, um, it, it opened doors beyond uh, Catholicism to um, other nations and other uh, stripes of, of the faith uh, so, all over the globe. So um, no surprise there. All right. but, okay, uh, Michael, uh, let me ask you here, because you've broken down this 2,000 years of the history of Christianity, and uh, you've got it in four segments so that it's easy for people to follow. And as you say, uh, there's 40 years of magazines available for listeners when they go online at that site, christianhistorymagazine.org, and they'll be able to find those. But perhaps because we've got a shortened conversation today, let's talk about some of the things. Perhaps let's choose something from early church history, Christian history, uh, something in the middle, and then something perhaps up into the Reformation time, because covering 2,000 years just can't cover it in a short space of time. But if we're trying to focus on one of the images uh, that might be there in your uh, pictorial timeline, uh, what's a good one to look at that might give you an insight into perhaps early Christianity? Well, one of my favorites is on page and it's a depiction of the martyrdom of Paul. Um, Paul, who wrote most of the New Testament um, and is responsible for the spread of uh, the Christian faith throughout the known world of his time, um, much more so than any other single individual other than our Savior himself, Paul was responsible for spreading the word and was an extraordinary evangelist. Now, at toward the end of his uh, time on this earth, he wrote to Rome, uh, that, that would be the book of Romans. Uh, he followed that up 
some years afterward, after he wrote the letter to them, uh, visiting Rome along with Peter, and uh, came to his uh, end, his physical end on earth, through martyrdom in Rome itself. And there's this painting, which actually comes to us from a Russian church in the 12th century. It's a fresco, and it depicts Paul, um, who, of course, was uh, considered an apostle because of his encounter with Christ uh, on the Damascus Road. And um, what I find fascinating is the detail in this wonderful painting of Paul, um, and I, I suspect it does have some relationship to actual depiction of individual people. Now, you will find in this, uh, in this edition, uh, uh, really referring to artwork of all four of those eras that you mentioned, that uh, there's very little if any at all, uh, imagery of the real people. Um, In the early era, which would be a time when people had actually seen these individuals and knew what they, uh, something about what they looked like, um, most of this art comes uh, far later. Um, In the uh, 300s, 400s, 500s, um, and so there's, there's, there's no depiction of individual at all. Now, I happen to appreciate that because the Bible itself tells us that Jesus himself um, had, did not have an appearance that would uh, necessarily attract anyone to him. And I think that is a blessing, actually, because uh, it's a way for us to avoid idolatry that is becoming attached to a graphic image of an individual, uh, we know that there's enough of that going in our uh, on in our world today, um, idolatry of all kinds, and um, we're spared that. Those who stick to the Bible and and don't go off on, you know, spending a lot of time, a lot of their time, uh, watching movies, uh, television productions, and so forth, uh, trying to depict the peer people of that time. I think there's a a great danger of falling into idolatry. But, you know, there's something that I should mention, if I may, about the uh, origin of this magazine and the the individual that started the magazine back in 1982. He was a filmmaker. His name was Ken Curtis. Ken Curtis was one of the producers of a very famous film called The Cross and the Switchblade. Mm. And I think that that is a Hollywood production that is well known all over the world. And I'm sure that uh, many in your audience are familiar with that. That can still be obtained online and watched online. And um, Ken, who was a film documentarian, uh, most of his early work was uh, historical pieces on biographies. Uh, The first one that he uh, that he um, uh, uh, created and produced was uh, the story of Jan Hus, who was a Anabaptist. Um, he was a follower of Wycliffe, by the way, um, a great um, uh, advocate of 
of people being able to read the Bible for themselves. We have to uh, realize that the, the Catholic Church prior to the Reformation and even after the Reformation and even today itself discourages people from writing, I'm sorry, reading the Bible themselves um, rather that they should, uh, you know, rely on a priest yep. to tell them what the Bible actually means, even in 2022. So Ken was on to something about the importance of uh, history and knowing history. And I just wanted to mention that. And I think so, that uh, lots of um, listeners here, Michael, will appreciate Ken Curtis and might have seen the movie The Cross and the Switchblade, which was, of course, a depiction of the life of David Wilkerson. And uh, so good foundations there. Right. 40 years history now. And while yeah. we're talking about the artworks, uh, the portraits that will be painted, and I know that, as you say, you know, the Apostle Paul wasn't sitting there in a pose for a painting, but some of these might be based on some of the early writings, early church fathers who gave some levels of descriptions. I know that the Apostle Paul is described, I think, in one of the early church fathers' writings. So so when you've got artwork down through the centuries, some of those artists may well have been depicting according to some of those early books. Some of the early books are also featured in the timeline. Oh, yes, Absolutely. Um, and what you're what you're um, referencing here is, I would say, um, I don't know if it's a majority of the artwork is depicting actual events in Christian history, but Neil, we we need to, um, and, and people don't often talk about this, but it's uh, uh, something that's been impressed on me because I I read these issues of the Christian History Magazine, and I. Uh, I'm a great uh, history buff and appreciate uh, learning and studying history. Um, but do we realize that our faith uh, is the only faith, by the way, that I know of, and if anybody else knows of one, I'd love to hear about it, but our faith is the only one that is attached to real history. And by the way, everything that ever happened happened in a certain place. And everything that actually ha happened in reality happened at a certain time. Um, and our, our Father, our Heavenly Father, when he created heaven and earth, created a time and space continuum in which we live. Um, he does not experience time or place as we do. But we experience it as a linear experience. So if we follow the linear history, we can go back to Paul's time. We can go back to the time of Jesus. And by the way, when, um, you know, something that I've, I've been, uh, uh, it has been impress impressed upon me in my own personal prayer is that um, Moses uh, at the burning bush in Exodus asked, uh, our father for his name and uh, the father answered with two words I am and also when Jesus was challenged by the Pharisees um, as to who he was he said to them because they identified with Abraham of course as their father he said to them before Abraham I am so this is extraordinary that our faith and the, and the individuals 
who are real people, by the way, Jesus Christ being uh, the greatest example of uh, God himself uh, having come, having been sent by the Father at the perfect time to the perfect place uh, in a perfect way. Um, he's, a, he's an historical figure. He's, he, uh, his story takes place in uh, pagan history. Um, heathen history of the Romans mentions uh, this individual in uh, Israel at that time, at that place, um, Jesus Christ. And so uh, this, this is an extraordinary thing that is unique to we Christians because it's the only faith uh, that is tied to uh, what I would call reality. So we have all of these historic events happening in time and space, and these are real people, real events. And so when we talk about some of those other things, like even coins and the architecture that, are, that, are, yes. that goes along with these timelines, uh, the landmarks that are mentioned in the writings, they're all discoverable. You can actually go and visit those places. If you've got the right tour guide, you can get all sorts of great insights. But if you've got a, a Christian history magazine like we're talking about today, you can get that pictorial insight and you've got some context sometimes we get these things out of context that that the timeline though is very important isn't it for this particular magazine michael oh well absolutely and there is an extraordinary timeline by the way each issue of this magazine includes a timeline uh that's that relates to the subject of that issue and of course this subject is 2000 years of christian history so it's a uh, a double-sized um, calendar of events, which is fascinating simply to go through that, uh, to get a perspective of uh, the reality of our faith and how it has taken place and how it has, has been um, lived out, as you say, uh, both in time and in space. And it, it's, it's just wonderful. Uh, not only that, but the time uh, the timeline re- relates it to the issues um, of the uh, magazine. So you get a listing of all of these 144 issues and uh, a reference that associates the time uh, that uh, the subject uh, covers. Um, I'll, th- I'll just mention a- another uh, event, and this is absolutely an event that took place that I think a lot of people understand, but uh, a lot do not understand, and that is who Charlemagne was. And Charlemagne is a, is a character, is an individual who um, was uh, a, a emerging king at the time when Europe itself had not yet formed the states and the nations that we are familiar with today. Uh, Europe was made up of um, fiefdoms uh, ruled by uh, kings of, of various kinds, as was, um, uh, you know. Uh, uh, Michael, uh, just cut in here for a moment because time, to, Michael, I just need to cut in because time is short and uh, listeners might want to check out the images and there'll be accompanying 
uh, insight there around those. And so do check out uh, Charlemagne from uh, around 800. Yes. Uh, but uh, but when we're talking, just uh, yeah. because we haven't got a lot of time here, uh, the timeline is important. You've got images. Uh, you've got photographs of ruins. You've got this opportunity for Christian believers to get a context of what happens in the history of the church. Uh, there are portraits that have been painted in there of various figures from church history. What I wanted to just ask you, though, because oftentimes, you know, Protestants say, well, the time of the Reformation separated the line of the Protestant church from the Catholic church. But one of those things that's so important Mm -hmm. in all of this, and I'll just get your impression here, Michael, is that pre-Reformation, all of that history of Christianity is common history uh, for both Protestants and Catholics. How do you describe uh, that common history and how important it is for us to look at those things that happened right up to uh, the, the 16th century? Well, the most, most of the Christian history prior uh, that we know of, by the way, uh, that has been documented and preserved, most of that history is the history of the um, of the Roman Catholic Church up to the time of the Reformation, because there were no Protestants, um, uh, so to speak, uh, until the Reformation. However, there was the Anabaptist line that uh, coexisted with the line of the Roman Catholic Church, and by the way, that Ana- those Anabaptist individuals, such as Jan Hus were persecuted um, uh, by the Catholic Church, as were the Protestants. And so, now the difference, and, and, and just to, to, to share a little bit of historical pers- perspective, that Anabaptist line objected to child uh, baptism. They didn't believe, they, they read their Bibles, you see. <laughs> and um, they, uh, they read in the Bible that, and concluded from Scripture that the baptism that takes place in a Christian's life is a decision they they make, and they, they it is a symbolic gesture um, made by an adult who wants to take a public stand in his community to say to his community, "I am a Christian." That's what that's what baptism is about. And Michael, so those uh, uh, Anabaptists carried on that tradition alongside the Catholic Church, uh, and it survived into the day of the Reformation. So that's that's an extraordinary history. So that, when you uh, have many today relate to when you have this access to a timeline. And you have some context for those events that happened in Christian history over 2,000 years. You can explore a whole lot more deeply. And as you say, all of those uh, tensions that were there over whether it's baptism or all sorts of other theological issues, uh, that gives you some sort of a context by which you can do some deeper study and find out why your particular church denomination believes what it does and why others might believe what they do. And, of course, you can get a biblical foundation for what you want to be able to ascertain is truth. We have run out of time, Michael. Yes, and I just want to encourage Thank listeners... Thank you so much, Neil. Uh, that, uh, I just want to encourage...
encourage listeners uh, to take advantage of the the website christianhistorymagazine.org and you'll find a link to it on the Vision Facebook page today. There's also a a website for christianhistoryinstitute.org. No doubt there'll be some links there as to how you can find this Christian history in images. But Michael Austin... Michael's a Christian commentator, communications consultant. He's national spokesperson for the Christian History Institute. Michael, I want to thank you so much for taking some time to share your thoughts with us today on 2020. Thank you, Neil, and thank you for your interest in Christian history. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au. 